Welcome to the Let's Get Vulnerable podcast with me, your host, Dr. Morgan Anderson, clinical psychologist, relationship coach, love expert, creator of the ESL relationship method, and athletic wear connoisseur. My mission is to help you raise your self-worth, have great relationships, and step confidently into the next level of your life. Each week, two episodes will air featuring expert advice, live coaching, and tips showing you exactly how to improve your life and attract great relationships. You deserve to feel empowered, secure, and loved. So buckle up and let's get vulnerable. Are you tired of investing your time and your energy into relationships that go nowhere and you know deep down the common denominator is you? You have awareness that whatever you're doing right now in relationships is not working, it's not serving you, and you are ready to take ownership of this area of your life and finally learn how to embody a securely attached, confident woman who can attract a great relationship. If that's you, I have a very special invitation I want to invite you to apply to the Empowered, Secure, and Loved program. This is a program designed to help you no matter your attachment style, no matter your relationship past, it will help you move to secure attachment so that you can show up confident, you can communicate well, you can navigate any kind of conflict, and you can create that relationship that you've always wanted while simultaneously having high self-worth and high levels of self-love. If that's you and you know that in 2022, you are ready for a great relationship and you're committed to getting there, I want to personally invite you to apply to the ESL program Use the link in my Instagram bio. On Instagram, it's at Dr. Morgan Coaching, DR Morgan Coaching. And the link is also in the show notes. Spots are extremely limited. So go apply now to reserve your spot and start your journey to high self worth and great relationships. Welcome, everyone, to a very special episode of the Let's Get Vulnerable podcast. We have a special guest the one and only Kelly Chase. Welcome, Kelly. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm like delighted. I'm excited. <laughs> going to be good. And just a little bit about Kelly. She is from season one of Love is Blind on Netflix. If you didn't already know, uh, she's an entrepreneur, speaker, podcast host, and the creator and founder of Goddess Magic, her signature program, you can find her on Instagram at Chase Life with Kelly. She puts out amazing content. So go check her out if you're not already. So welcome. We have Hi. so much to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm like, what are we? What all are we gonna talk about? <laughs> Those are my favorite episodes when it's just a conversation and we're wow. just gonna see what comes up. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, we have to start with Love is Blind and Absolutely. Yes. And, and that experience from you, um, I saw something you wrote and I think this was a caption on, on one of your posts, but you said three years ago today, I said, I don't at the altar 
And that was the most powerful life-changing no I've ever said. Yeah. Self-love is blind until we are awakened to it. And then everything changes. Mm. Yes. Girl. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's so true. Well, everyone kept asking, you know, well, is love blind? I mean, even like, you know, our ending, our closing interview, you know, is love blind? And I, that was like my response. I'm like, self-love. Like, honestly, like we're so, I feel like every single person that went through that experience could, you know, agree to this when I say like, we we were really awakened to a lot of parts of us that we didn't know before. So, you know, whether you actually found love and found a person on the show to, to start a relationship with or not, like we all found ourselves a whole lot more going through that experience. So, and then whatever came after that, obviously, I mean, for me, I had my own, you know, journey of self-discovery, uh, a very deeper uh, self-discovery after that. So it really did like choosing me and, you know, not, uh, everything was working out. I mean, the relationship that the guy and I had was very like checkbox, like, okay, our families get along. Uh, we get along. He's great. He treats me well. He's successful. Like everything was great, but it still was not, it's something was just off. You know, my head and my heart really were not there. I, and I, I feel like it was kind of a little bit of the same for him. I don't know 100%, but like there was definitely, it, it was off. We just didn't want it to be that way. <laughs> it's so interesting because I remember watching it and it was, gosh, the start of the pandemic. Yes. Thank God your show came out because I was bored. <laughs> I was just in the house. I, I binged the whole thing. Yeah. Um, but I remember thinking like, well, of course, Kelly and Kenny are going to get married. Oh, like yeah. it, it seemed like I, I was like, yeah, that's a given. I'm so happy for her. And then you said no. So I love that you honored yourself and you did that. Mm -hmm. If you could label it in some way and you said something's off, do you have any idea what that was? Was it where you were at or, or what was it for you? I think a little bit, a little bit of everything, a really big, and this isn't even about him. It was just like the, the pressure of like this, the experience altogether. I mean, granted, there were two couples that did get married, you know, from the experience, but, right. um, you know, I, I guess I was learning to love him. I, I never found myself being like, yeah, I'm definitely in love with this guy. You know, it was more like every, that the more I got to know him every single day, it was like, okay, like I love that about him. And I love that about him. Um, so it was more of a learning and it was just such like a short time frame that I felt like my, like I said, my head and my heart were not connecting, but it's like one wasn't catching up with the other. So it's like, I was more like thinking about maybe how I should, should be feeling versus actually like, I knew that I was actually not feeling the way that I thought that I should be feeling based on like what production, you know, like even production, they're like, you, I mean, but you guys seem great. And I'm like, yeah, I know, but something's off. And then I would, I would go through the list of, well, you know, my mom's not going to be there to like help me pick out a wedding dress. Like I've, I'm 30 something years old. Like I've dreamed of this day for the rest, you know, my whole life. Like I want my mom to be there. I want like, I wanted certain things to, to occur, you know, like all my friends to have met my partner before getting engaged, you know, like, or getting, getting married. Like there were so many, like what they would call as like excuses, you know, like you're finding excuses as to why you're not wanting to like 
get married to him. They're like, there are people out there that meet and they run off to Vegas or they go and elope, but you know what I mean? And then it's like, cause they're so in love and they've been married for 30 years. And I'm like, well, that's great for them, but that's not me. <laughs> Do you think there's any part of it that was a deeper emotional knowing or your deeper internal guidance system? And it was kind of showing up in those ways. Probably, yes. Yes. And at the time I didn't know what that was, you know, there was probably because after, so after filming, I actually invested in a mindset coach that honestly, I hired her to help me with my business stuff, my health coaching. <laughs> um, but we went so much deeper into all of that, um, you know, just like little child, inner child wounds and, um, sexual trauma that I had experienced, you know, earlier in my, in my twenties and how that was showing up now in life and just everything, um, all of my just self-worth and people pleasing behaviors, everything like that. Um, so addressing those things, you know, for the months to follow after filming love is blind, it really did bring a sense of like, wow, you know, like maybe I truly deep down didn't feel worthy of the love that maybe Kenny could have provided or anybody at that point could have provided. So I really hadn't done that deep healing work to be like, yeah, this could work because I'm ready for it. Like deep down, there was probably something being like, yeah, you're not ready yet. (laughs) I love that you're talking about this. And I share with the listeners that, you know, I was certainly emotionally unavailable but very unconsciously so, because I thought I was like, oh, I'm so ready. But then I would get in a relationship with somebody who wanted to give me love and I'd always find something. Yeah. And one of the funny stories I tell is I literally broke up with this great guy who wanted to love me because he liked baseball. Like he wanted to go to baseball games. So I was like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to go to baseball games. And I broke up with him because I wasn't ready to like receive the love and to be loved. So I love what you're talking about. There's, there's so much unconscious and that inner work that we, we have to be able to, to do that in order to allow it in. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And even, you know, it's, it's interesting because, you know, even when we've done some work, you know, it it really is like they say in like therapy, it's like feeling back an onion layer. And it really is because like, you think you've like done all this work and you're like, yeah, I'm good. And then like, you get into like another situation you're like, oh crap, (laughs) all these things start popping up again. (laughs) Yes. Mm -hmm. And I read in an interview, I did my homework, Kelly. I I read some of your (laughs) interviews. I read somewhere where, where you said that at the end of it, Kenny had to come to you and said that he felt like he was emotionally mm-hmm. unavailable and that that's what he had shared with you. Yeah. And that at the time that that really caught you off guard. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we had had conversations around like, okay, if we don't get married, like we are like, I think we were both on the same page um, as far as like, you know, maybe, maybe this isn't the right thing for either of us. And, you know, they just, produced it to make it look like I was the terrible one to say no at the altar more or less. Um, but I feel like Kenny and I were kind of on the same page about things. However, with that being said, we did have conversations about dating, um, afterwards regardless. And yeah, it was like the next day after, or yeah, our last day of filming. Um, we had like a 15 minute break in between my interview and his interview. We sat in a car and just catching up on things. And then 
literally was it, it could have been 10 minutes in i don't know but we really only had 15 minutes in between and it felt like the last like three minutes of our conversation before he got out of the car and he was just like i know that we talked about you know spending thanksgiving together like our family spending thanksgiving together but i just like really don't think that that's what we need to do right now i feel like we need to get back to like our own lives and just kind of go our separate ways right now he's like i just I'm just not emotionally available for a relationship for like anybody right now. And he goes, you know, the show was a lot for me, just the whole production and everything. And and he goes and unfortunately, like you're a part of production. And like, in in my head, I'm like, you can't compartmentalize your feelings for me and what was going on on the show. But I mean, men men and women are wired different, you know? So, but all I heard was like, you know, not available for you. I don't, I don't want to be with you. And it was just like a punch in the gut. What just happened? And he literally just like gave me a hug, like, okay, gave me a hug and like walked, like open the car door to like get out of the car door car. And he like bends down. Cause I'm like looking at him, like I'm in shock. And it was like, what just happened? Like, wait, what? We had like a plan. Like we were going to date. What? So he didn't have time to like assess and like process or anything. He just like gets out and leans back and he's like, he's like, well, I mean, we'll talk. And I was like, oh, okay. And he closed the door and like goes into the interview. And I was like, what, what, what? <sighs> so yeah, he was, he claims he was emotionally unavailable. I mean, now like looking back in hindsight, I mean, I say it maybe with like frustration or whatever, but like looking back in hindsight and plus all the healing work that I did, like, I understand like the pain was more of the rejection, not because I was like losing the love of my life. It was like, wow, I just got hurt again. And that rejection is so painful. And plus, like, Kenny, that was probably one of the things that was very attractive, you know, for Kenny to me was that he was very self-aware. Like, he knew what he needed to do to, like, get his life going. And he was just being honest with me. So, and, you know, we don't want to hear that sometimes. (laughs) So, you know, I, I totally respect him. And, you know, I, at first, no, I was not okay with all the things. But now, totally, I mean. He's a, he's a good I, guy. <laughs> I so appreciate your vulnerability. And of course this podcast is called let's get vulnerable. So yeah. you're, you're doing it. Um, you said something in that, that I think every woman can relate to of the confusion. I could see it on your face of when he said, we'll talk. He sticks his head in. Yeah. How do we, how do you deal with that in terms of, to me, it's like, getting to that place of setting totally clear boundaries and expectations. What's your advice on navigating that of the, the uncertainty? It's not clear. What, what are we, what are we doing? Like, what would you say to women who are going through that? Yeah. (laughs) Um, honestly now after all the work that I've done is okay. Like let them take the action. If they're going to want to talk to you, they're going to like, if a guy wants to talk to you, if he wants to be with you, anything like that, like they are going to reach out. They're going to find a way to reconnect with you or contact you in some way. You know, if they have to find your best friend through Facebook and go through that channel, like whatever, like they will make it happen to get to talk to you again. So I feel like, you know, my last name is Chase and it's just ironic because I feel like that's what I was doing for a long time in my life, in my dating life. I'm like constantly chasing men. Like 
because what happens is like women, everybody does, but like women in particular, we do like to be in control. We like to have control of the situation. And when it doesn't go the way we were expecting it to go or whatever, we lose control. And then we get all flustered and we're like, oh my God. But like, and so we start getting graspy and needy. And we, when a guy says they need space, we probably don't give them space. We, we probably start to suffocate them even more because we're like, well, what can I do? What can I do to make things better? <laughs> you know? And it's like, if you just let them go, create the space for your own healing, let them do whatever they need to do. If it is meant to be, it will happen. It will come back. And if not, then great. You, you need to grieve that understand the lessons that you've learned from that situation, that relationship, be grateful that you learned that from that experience and welcome a new energy and a new person into your life that is going to meet you where you're at now. I love this answer. And that part about let them take the action. I always, I tell women, you know, you're a love scientist when you're dating, you're gathering data And words are not really reliable data. Like we can, we can take actions as data actions tell us a lot. So I love that you clarified that, like, let them take the action. If they're going to do it, they'll find a way. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, And I love that you mentioned control and being able to release it. And that that's partly when we can get our power back too. Yes. yeah. And it's, yeah. I know it all connects to feminine energy. Yeah. When we start to, when we start to like get that mental chaos, we literally are giving our power to that person, you know, it's yeah. unconsciously we've given our power to that person now. And it's like balls in their court. It's like whatever they say. And then you lose your sense of boundaries. You start losing yourself in that person if you haven't already. And then you're like, uh, you know, it's like we get more devastated when we lose the person because we've lost half of ourselves because that's, you know, we weren't in our boundaries. We weren't in our power. Like just, I mean, surrender has been a really big word of mine for the last couple of years. And it's like, okay, how can I surrender more into this situation? Whether it's relationship or career or business, like whatever surrender, it's like, let go, let go, just let go. <laughs> let go. Yes, absolutely. I'll sometimes talk with women about, can you visualize taking your energy back from that person and what it feels like to receive it back and actually imagine, you know, whether it's a white light, whatever that looks like, but taking your energy back because it belongs to you. Right. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yes. (laughs) I love it so much, Kelly. I feel like we, we could talk all day. I know. Seriously. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So this is so related and it's funny. I actually saw you posted about this on your Instagram today, um, whether that was pre-planned, but um, I want to ask you about what would you say to every woman out there who keeps dating emotionally unavailable men? You and I know they can look a lot of different ways, whether they are addicted to substances or they're married or they simply can't have conversations, right? But that pull to the emotionally unavailable man. And if you're doing it over and over and over, what would you say to those women? Yeah. Um, it, it definitely is a thing. It's an energy inside of you that keeps attracting. Like we really are like mirror reflections of things and like what keeps showing up in our, in our reality is a reflection of the vibration, the vibrational energy that's going on inside of us. So where are we not available to ourselves? 
that's a really big question to ask yourself. Like if you keep attracting unavailable men, okay, how are you not showing up for yourself? Because they're not showing up for you. That's why they're unavailable and unavailable in many ways. How are you not showing up for you? So it's so important to start pouring that love and how you want to be treated and how everything into yourself, start filling up your cup. I mean, I practice like a morning miracle morning, um, principle from the book, the miracle morning. Uh, I practice that like most every single day. The first thing that I do when I wake up, my phone is on do not disturb 24 seven. Like I'm very in my boundaries. Like if I'm on my phone, great. But like, otherwise people can't yes. contact me. They can't interrupt my energy. <laughs> yes. So I was on do not disturb, but yeah, where I was going with that, it's like find things like that maybe that person you are in a relationship or you're trying to date someone that's emotionally unavailable, but they're not, like I said, they're not showing up the way that you want them to. First of all, you're going to grow resentful. You're going to get angry and you're going to get, take it out on them, but they're like, you can't control them. There's the control again. You have to like, let them go or surrender and navigate and try and try to communicate as effectively as possible. But if they can't, they're not emotionally available. They're not going to give you what you're looking for. They just won't. So it's really tapping into yourself. It's like, okay, how can I show up better for myself today? What do I want to do? That's going to like bring me joy and happiness. Cause that's Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, we can only control that. We can only control ourselves. We can't control other people. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And as you start to do those things and pour that love into yourself, your vibration starts to change and you become energetically um, attractive to a higher vibration out there. And that's more aligned with the, person that you actually are trying to attract, but you got to change the energy. You have to change the energy inside of yourself first. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I love that line that you said. I say this too, about how are you emotionally unavailable to yourself? Yeah. And I think one of the things that shifted for me, maybe you can relate to this, but realizing that I didn't actually want to be deeply known and loved and cared for. It was very like, there was, it was like terrifying to think of somebody really deeply knowing me. So it felt so much more comfortable and so much safer to date people who were emotionally unavailable, but that was Mm -hmm. all on an unconscious level. Yeah. 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 No, absolutely. Well, I mean, it's some things too, like I said, this like onion layers. I mean, I'm still finding things, you know, I work with a coach right now and that was something she like asked, we were talking like money mindset or something the other day. And she asked me a question, like basically to like sit with my feelings. And I immediately took it to like problem solving. And she was <laughs> like, she was like, Kelly, okay. I, this is not the first time you've done that, done this, but like now I'm going to address it because it's not the first time you've done it. She's like, you've done this in past sessions that we've had. You immediately go into this problem solving, you're avoiding feeling things, whatever. And I'm like, damn it. <laughs> but it, but you know, so that's like, bringing some awareness to me that, wow, maybe there's a part of me that's still that emotionally unavailable part. And so, you know, like, and it's, it's really funny too, because like, there's a guy that I've dated in the past and we're still friends and whatnot, but because we're friends, I'm, you know, we have conversations and I'm like very aware that our conversations, it's like any feelings that I had for him aren't really there anymore, which is very interesting, but what is interesting about it is that the conversations are more about other things versus like getting to know each other. Right. And I'm like, but I've had conversations with guys who maybe are, like I said, vibrating at more of a higher frequency that they're more in tune. They want to get to know me and whether it's to be romantic with me or not, they just want to learn more about me as a person 
Where's this person? And I'm like, wow, like, I don't want that. Like, I'm so unattracted. Like, yeah, let's talk about whatever Johnny Depp trial, like whatever. Yes. But like, I, I'm like craving the depth. I'm, I'm, I'm craving the emotional connection and this person's not able to give that to me. And I'm like, it's so unattractive. (laughs) I hear you. I can so relate to that. I can so relate to that. I had someone, yeah, I dated in the past and um, I'll see him occasionally. And it's just like, talk about the latest gym workout or the, the football game or whatever. Yeah. And it's that realization. He was never genuinely curious to know me right. as a person, even though there was plenty of opportunities to do so. Right. So yeah, like when, when I'm co- coaching women, I always talk about, you want someone who's genuinely curious about you. Yeah. Right? yeah. That's okay. what you're talking about. Like, yeah, totally. It makes you feel good. Like you're seeing like, holy crap, you know, and it makes you want to, I mean, for me, like, it makes me want to explore that and like really sit with myself. I mean, the other, the other, I guess this was last week. I had the coaching session where she was like, you're just going straight out of like, you're going right into avoidance. And so the other day I was like, okay, I'm in my feels. I woke up just like sad and like wanted to cry. And I, I, I mean, I posted it on my Instagram too, but I was like, I'm going to journal about it and like be in my feelings. And then I was like, oh, I need to share this with Instagram. So of course that was me distracting myself from just staying in my feelings. And I was like, Kelly, and I even said it, I was like, see guys, I'm on Instagram. I'm, I'm obviously like avoiding it right now. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Sit with it, if, Kelly. Sit with it. <laughs> we find the sneakiest ways to do it. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I love that awareness. That's so good. (laughs) Um, I want to shift a little bit. I want to ask you about, because I think you and I are in line about understanding the power of programming and belief systems and just how impactful that that is. Right. Um, But I want to ask you about what is some of the programming about relationships Mm -hmm. that you think is damaging to women specifically? So I guess as women, some of the messages that we have about relationships that has been damaging to us. I mean, I know that could be a whole book, but whatever comes to mind for you. Hmm. Well, I think, I mean, just because this is like a recent scenario for me. (laughs) Yeah. Top of my mind. um, I think, you know, just intimacy, I think is like really, really big. Um, that we have a tendency to um, get in our head. We're in our heads. I don't necessarily know if it's like programming in a sense, but I guess it is. But we're like in our heads while we're being intimate with someone about, you know, like girls, I feel like need a lot more TLC, a lot of foreplay before we're like actually like getting into it. And I feel like we can feel like we're not worthy or we're not enough if we're not able to, you know, climax or whatever. I mean, that's, that's a problem that I have. So there's been times where that programming rears its ugly head where I'm like, okay, it's taking too long. Like, I'm sure this guy is like over it now. Like, okay, I just need to like succumb to him kind of thing. And it's, oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So like, this is like, so common. It's like the really deep programming, obviously of like, why well, I'm not, I'm not worth, worth, worth it. I'm not worth it for him to be patient with me. I'm not good enough for him to be patient with me. Mm-hmm. 
that I should prioritize maybe even his sexual experience over mine. Correct. Exactly. Exactly. So that would, I mean, that's like huge. I feel like so many women could relate to that. Um, And just like in general, I mean, our programming of like the male to female roles, I mean, just in general, like just in general, like, oh, the woman's supposed to do this. The guy's supposed to do this. Um, There's so much, you know, it was interesting. I did like a natal chart reading recently. And this guy was like, you are probably going to be the breadwinner in your relationship. And I was like, well, that's lovely. (laughs) I said, and I have to then attract a guy who's really confident in who he is as a male, because that may not fly with most men. They want to be the breadwinners. They want to be the providers. They, you know, and that's cultural programming, whatever. But I was like, that, granted, I don't know if that's going to come to life, but I do believe in natal chart readings. I believe in all that stuff. So I was like, okay, you know, but just bringing awareness to those things that that's something that's a big programming that we'd have to work through and communicate really well around. So I love that you brought that up because I think so many women are in that place. You know, we have so many female entrepreneurs and women who are just really going for it. And I, I love that. Right. And, um, being willing to say, Hey, I can have a securely attached, healthy relationship with a man. And that security is not based on him being the financial safety. Right. Because a lot of men, that's their programming, that in order for the woman to need them, they have to bring in the money to the relationship, right? So it's it's everyone's programming needs to shift on that. Yeah, it is. And, you know, it's, I mean, I've had conversations with women in the past too, where they're like, you know, what I want to do with my career, with my job, I, I, it's not a fear of failure. I have a fear of success. Yep. Because I don't, I don't want to like outshine my husband kind of thing. Like, will he think he's worthy enough for me anymore? And I'm like, Absolutely. yeah, you know, like it's, it's true. But there, again, it, it goes back to that energetic frequency. Like you just both got to communicate and like empower one another and stay in that vibration together. And that's how you can make it all work. You can be, you can be in a happy relationship and be wildly successful. You can do both. You can have all the things. Yes. <laughs> Yes. I myself experienced a breakup that was due to myself out earning my mm-hmm. partner. And he was honest about that, which yeah. I thought was awesome. amazing awareness. Yeah. But, you know, he said, I can't be in a relationship where you are earning more than me, mm-hmm. which I know other women have experienced that. Right. Yeah. And, and that was the fear coming to life, but then being in relationships now and with my partner now where that's not an issue. I love that. Um, so yeah, mm-hmm. I love, I love that you're talking about that as well. Um, I love it. Sex, money, relationships. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's all connected, isn't it? it is. It's all connected. Absolutely. It's wild. I mean, I feel like I've like, I've had mentors for the last like four years, like ever since I, in, you know, invested in that first mindset coach at the end of 2018, I have been just on this, like, I want to learn more. I want to learn more. I want to learn more. And there was a part of me, I will say this, and it was pointed out from one of my former coaches, but she was like, you know, 
I feel like there are some times when you've invested and it's because you're trying to fix something inside of you, not to grow and learn and, and expand. And I was like, oh, you're right. And she's like, she's like, yeah. So ever since she said that though, I've been like, no, I only invest when I, because I want to grow and I want to expand because there's nothing wrong inside of me. There's nothing broken. You're right. Like I'm worthy just as I am. <laughs> I am great. <laughs> I think it's so powerful that you point that out because I always want people to know that you are enough. You've always been enough. It's just about removing barriers yeah. to the things that you deserve. So I love that you pointed that out because I think as women, we get so many things pushed on us because we're like broken. We need to fix something, right? Like look at like cosmetic industry, like, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. Right? Like, I mean, so come from this place of, Hey, yeah, we know we are enough. We are worthy and we deserve to invest in ourselves in powerful yeah. ways that help us. That help us. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Cause it'll benefit. I mean, as we grow and, you know, tap more into our worthiness and our love, like we just become a better version of ourselves. And when we're a better version of ourselves, we're better for other people. We show up differently and more improved in this world. And not only that, like think of a grand scheme of things. It's like, if you are, you know, <laughs> producing children, okay, now you have this like newfound mindset, this new way of thinking and believing and behaving that you were, now you can pass down to like your children, right? So it's not just a self-love. It only stays here when you die. Like it's, you, you really do create this ripple effect throughout other people down to your generations, whatever. But like, it's about basically like cutting the generational like programming and cultural. I love it. Just programming and like everything. I mean, I worked with some girl that we were kind of talking about like sex and intimacy. And she was like, I was raised um, like very devout Catholic. And she's like, so the first guy that I was intimate with, I have like a lot of shame around. And I was like, well, is God like telling you you're going to hell because you were trying to explore your body and like communicate to see like what you really liked and what you didn't like and things like that. And she's like, well, no, I don't think so. She's like, but like in the Catholic church. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, okay, well now it's time to like, I mean, I'm not telling you to like not be a Catholic anymore, but like you got to create beliefs for yourself that feel good for you. Basically. Yes. Belief systems, belief systems and relationship models that serve you. Exactly. Exactly. That feel good, that are healthy. Yes. And it's so empowering. I love the work you do. Very similar to what I do in some ways, but just this core piece of, hey, you get to choose. You don't have to just accept what was given to you, right? Yeah. The programming from our parents or from society, Mm -hmm. we get to actually decide. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's so funny. I just had lunch with a girl and I was like, you know, it's so funny because sometimes I'm like, you know, it's like, as you learn this information, like you really can't go back. Like you do have a newfound mindset. Like when you change your mind, you cannot go back to how you were. You may experience similar situations, but that just means you just really haven't learned the lesson yet, but you're not really going backwards ever. But I was like, you know, it's just funny because I feel like sometimes though, it's, it's a lot, like it can be emotionally draining and, and very exhausting to like, be so hyper aware all the time of like how you're thinking, how you're feeling. I was like, I was like, I don't know why God like tapped me on the back and was like, this, this life, you're going to be this, you're going to be a light worker. (laughs) I'm like, like, it's beautiful because I mean, it really does improve your livelihood. But then also there's sometimes I'm like, God, I just want to like 
not <laughs> think. <laughs> absolutely. That awareness. Yeah. Yes, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> I always talk about, um, you know, women who go through the program that I have, I talk about radical levels of self-care. Yeah. yeah. As you're doing that, because you and I know like some of that first discovery and going inward, you are doing emotional labor. It's, yeah. it's a lot. It's a lot. It's definitely a lot. And it, it is. It's, I mean, when I first started, so I first started my personal development journey, like, I don't know, probably within the year of going to film Love is Blind. So I felt like I was like in this like totally next level version of myself, which I was at the time. Like, I mean, I had been doing so many things differently. Like I hadn't dated anyone in like 10 months, like so much had changed within me. Um, but it was really lonely. (laughs) It was so lonely too. I was like, all right, if uh, advising to any of my clients, I'm like, okay, still maintain friends, like with your friends, like granted you're doing this work. You're probably going to see that there's some bonds and connections and similarities aren't as similar as they once felt. So, yes, you know, you gotta, you gotta just be aware of that and that it's nothing about them, but you can also find yeah. a, a new circle of friends that are going to keep building you up and empowering you and taking you to those new heights and those new levels as your next level version of self wants to come out. She wants to be seen. She wants to be heard. I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that so much. And that awareness that there are some friends that will grow with you, that totally. you'll introduce them to that new version of you and they love it and it helps them grow. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. then there's some people where they don't and that's okay. You can send them love from a distance and just set boundaries. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Um, I have so many things I could ask you. I do want to talk to you about one other piece though of healing and relationships and that is letting go of the ex. Yeah. Let it go. <laughs> right. I get, I mean, I know you must get questions about that. I get so many questions about that. Um, obviously you, you experienced this very public experience that then you had to go through and you have your own process, but I'm yeah. just so curious to hear your perspective on how do we let go of those past relationships? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm like a recovering, whatever, obsessive, obsessive, compulsive <laughs> girlfriend. I don't know. Like, I mean, I, I was like, I was the person who would like pine over guys and not necessarily ones that I was had a year or two year relationship with. It may have been a guy that I like formulated feelings for. Maybe we hooked up a couple of times and then he was like, I can't give you a relationship. And again, I just, the chase factor came in and you know, trying to constantly be the cool girl and prove my like coolness to I'm like, Oh, but we can be friends still. Like we can still hang out and be friends. Um, but in the back of my head, I was like, su- had such intense feelings for this person and it would go on for like a year sometimes. So, and that was like, okay, if you're constantly, if your energy is focused on this thing that isn't giving you the same, you know, energy back, like you literally are like blocking yourself from receiving love from other ways. Mm-hmm. So granted, I mean, what I've done to like really help myself overcome that is really like journal out, you know, like, okay, I just got broken up with or something happened, you know, and the relationship didn't work out. What, what have I learned from this relationship? Like really bring awareness to the lessons that you learned. Also write out the red flags, because if the relationship went south, there were red flags. You just didn't want to bring attention to them because even like, even with me and Kenny on the show, like 
I'm for him to tell me like that last day of filming, like I'm an emotionally available blah, blah, blah. There were maybe two or three times leading up to it. Something felt off for me and I didn't, I didn't bring awareness to it. So there was, there were a few red flags. Powerful. And I could have, had I leaned into it, had I not shied away from it and addressed it, I could have saved myself some heartache. Mm-hmm. But it wouldn't have felt so abrupt, you know? But regardless, so I just feel like bringing awareness to like the lessons that you've learned, the takeaways basically. And then obviously like, what were those red flags? And a lot of the lessons are going to come from those red flags because it's like, oh, well, he didn't, you know, he told me this, but he didn't show up. But, you know, nine times out of time, we excuse him. We're like, oh, well, he was probably just busy or whatever. We, we spent the other last four days together. So it's fine that he didn't show up this time. <laughs> like, whatever the case may be, it's like a lot of the lessons can come from that. So a lot of it is around boundaries, honoring your boundaries. Like, we need to address, you know, okay, it's great to, to bring awareness to what your boundaries are. But like, it's another thing when you actually honor them. You can set the boundaries all day. You can create boundaries. You can have a boundary list 200 pages long, but if you aren't doing anything to take action on those boundaries, they're not doing you any good. (laughs) So you really need to, there's just like so many things that you can do to like really bring awareness. I think it's just bringing awareness to what that relationship actually was. And then it helps you to understand, wow, it really wasn't what I was wanting. I thought it was what I was wanting because I lost myself in it. I lost so much of myself. I was people pleasing. I was you know, succumbing to like what he wanted to do all the time. Like, or I really like, now that I think about it, he never really wanted to hang out with my friends. It was always me hanging out with his friends. You know, it's like, but you're so wrapped up in that person that like love is blind. (laughs) You're blinded so many times. So it's just bringing awareness to like everything like that. And then, like I said, just start doing things to fill up your cup. I think to move yourself forward from that, is doing that and create the space. I mean, it's like, let go create the space. Just like you go in your closets and you take clothes out, you're creating space for new things to come in. And I know I used to be like a closet hoarder. I had so many clothes. And then I read the life-changing magic of tidying up. And I realized, you know, what sparks joy. And so it's the same thing. Like on a, I took that book on a very subconscious level and was like, okay, well, like all of our limiting beliefs, everything, like if it doesn't spark joy and it doesn't make you feel good, how can you let it go? Because as soon as you do, you can create a new belief, something that will create more joy in your life. So do that with a relationship as well. Like dive into, okay, let me create space around this. Let him go. Again, if he's meant to be, he'll come back around, you know, probably not, but, <laughs> but yes. it's hard to learn so much about yourself. And you're going to learn like what I was saying through those exercises, like you're going to learn so much about like, what you will no longer accept in a future relationship, whether it's with that person, if he comes back around, you know, like I know for me, like if there's a guy that I've dated in the past, if he were to come back around now, like obviously we're not together for a reason. So it's like, if he were to come back around now, I'd be like, did you do your work? Because I only date guys that have like done their therapy, done their inner work. Like, no, well, we're not repeating what we already did. <laughs> right. Kelly, this is so good. It's so, so lines up. For, for me too, what, what I believe. And I love how you started with that. Just slow down, get your journal out, connect with yourself. Yeah, yeah. Cause you and I know, especially in this world, so easy to numb, to avoid, to distract, as you were talking about earlier. Yeah. So start, like, start with, get, get your journal out. Absolutely. I mean, you know, I want to say like in college, I learned this 
what the mantra, like get over someone, you get under someone else. It is not easy to do that, ladies. It does not. It just creates more problems. Don't advise that because <laughs> you're either no. you're either going to like feel ashamed that you just did that or you're going to like grow feelings for someone who doesn't care about you. And then you're like, well, shit, now I just got myself in just in the same loop that I was just in. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm glad you pointed that out. Yes. Yeah, I, I love what you said. I would sum it up as, OK, so you got to connect with yourself get really clear on what you experienced, be honest about, okay, what were the red flags? What were the lessons? Then obviously you mentioned self-love pour into yourself because you do have to become emotionally available with yourself. Know what you need, fill fill up your own cup. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there was another thing that, oh yes, I love this one. Create the space. Set the boundaries that create the space. I always talk about like, you wouldn't go buy a new couch and then just try to put it on top of your old one. Right. Yeah. You have to get rid of, yeah, exactly. (laughs) The old floral pattern, ugly couch, get it out (laughs) and then go get your dream couch. Yeah. Anyways, I'm so in line with what you shared. Thank you. Yeah. You're so welcome. And just to add something like, um, when you're doing the exercise around, like, um, just connecting to yourself and learning the lessons and the red flags, like two of the biggest, um, I guess, states of being is like gratitude and forgiveness. Um, so gratitude, like send all of those lessons, gratitude, like, wow, I learned so much. I'm so grateful I had this experience because now I know what I'm looking for in my next relationship. Right. So it's like all about gratitude and that raises your vibration. Again, we want to stay in that like higher vibration. We're not going to be in the high vibration all the time. Like high vibes only is not a thing, but it's when you have this awareness, you're able to shift it faster into that higher vibration because we know what we want and desire is in the higher vibration. So on the flip side of that, the forgiveness, it's like, okay, if we are walking around and harboring all this negative energy towards someone that is not serving us emotionally, that emotional, like, you know, anger, frustration, sadness, confusion, disappointment in someone, these feelings that we just all oh, never forgiven. You know, he wronged me. You have to think like, first of all, and again, this is just my opinion. I'm very optimistic, but I'm like, they were hurting. That's why they hurt you. Hurt people, hurt people, free people, free people. Right. And so there was something in them that hurt was hurting them. And that's why they didn't show up the way you wanted them to or whatever, you know, maybe they have, uh, you know, issues from their childhood and they can't fully give love. And so they weren't able to fully support you in the way that you wanted to. It's like mm-hmm. give them in their past, you know, um, because again, we don't want to harbor that energy inside of us because that just creates dis-ease in our body, which can create disease in our body. <laughs> yes. I love that you mentioned this because forgiveness, it's not about them. It's about you. You yeah. don't want to walk around in those energy states. Exactly. hundred yeah. percent. Kelly, this has been so good. I could talk to you forever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I do. I want to ask you some fun questions because I just have things I'm curious about, but yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <for> sure. <laughs> so as we're, as we're wrapping up a few fun questions for you, um, on season one, who was your favorite co-star like during that time on love is blind? Like who, who like helped you get through that time? Yeah. Um, I would probably say Jessica, honestly. Um, yeah. And just backstory, like her and I actually had been friends, um, 
prior oh. to the show. Yeah, we didn't know. We just didn't know. Like we ran in the same like friend circle. So it wasn't like she was my best friend. Um, so we just didn't know. I showed up to set and she was like, she was already there and she was like, oh my God, are you serious? <laughs> so it was me having her to go through the whole process with. So yeah, I, love I think we, we were both pretty supportive of each other that whole time. It was really nice. Congrats to, to her on her wedding. I know, I know. She's so excited. Upcoming, right? Yeah, upcoming. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> He's a wow. great, he's a great guy. So awesome. Awesome. I love that. And then I'm curious, like, I, I know you have the program. It seems like you're doing a lot, Kelly, which I love. I can totally relate to. I'm doing all the things. I know. I'm like, like a lot. I'm like, Kelly, you, you, your intention was to have one job and not you, you still, I'm still in this, like, I think I was just born in this way. It's like hustle culture is real. And it just has been ingrained in my brain. And it's, I mean, I did take a few months off from like doing a lot, but I'm still doing, I'm still showing up on Instagram. I'm still like there, yeah. like take like a whole hiatus, but yeah, like that hustle, like programming is, it, it runs deep in my veins. However, the difference is when I was hustling before I was doing jobs that weren't fulfilling, whereas now I'm doing jobs that are fulfilling. So at least I'm having fun doing it. I can relate to you so much on that of, you know, it just feels aligned and there's a different tired when you did something that you didn't want to do all day versus when you did something that you loved all day. It's just a different feeling at the end of the day, right? You're still tired, but it's a different kind of tired. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 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 (laughs) Uh, but, But my question for you is like, what are you most excited about right now in terms of what you're working on? Yeah. Um, well, I am transitioning something. So my goddess magic, it is a program of like self-love and reprogramming of the subconscious. Yeah. It's, it's all of that. Um, but just adding to it, um, that's why I took like the few months off to try and like, just reassess exactly like where I wanted to take my business right now and like to reposition myself, like how to reposition myself. I mean, I've been a health coach for five years and then I started like diving into all the mindset work. So it's like, I can add so much value, but I've learned so much in like different areas, like around relationships of my own experience, but then I've had relationship coaches and business coaches and like money mindset and all that stuff. So it's like, I just am excited to release things that can cater to more people too. Um, potentially like even, um, more public speaking. I have had a few opportunities in the recent months to be on panel discussions and things like that. And it just, makes me feel alive. I mean, granted, I, I shake uncontrollably while I have the microphone in my hand. Like I'm, I'm scared. Like it's, it's like a nervous, excited energy, but like, I know it's just, you know, me stepping into that next level version of myself. Um, there's, yeah. I'm on a, I'm on a new TV show. It's only one episode. I mean, my part is only on one episode, but it was a like relationship and dating, um, themed pot or themed talk show. And I'm being interviewed more or less. And I do. I love the spotlight. I love cameras on me. Um, I want to, I mean, I want to essentially maybe have my own talk show one day. Like I, I think love that. Fun. I would think it would be so fun. So yeah, that I'm, I'm starting to like get into like relaunching. I had a podcast or have a podcast, but I haven't released any new episodes either in the last few months. So I want to like, I'm getting more niche specific now. And right. yeah. So I think I really want to do more be like relationship dating self-love type of stuff versus not to say it was like all over the map before, but it was in a sense. Um, so I just want to be a little bit more targeted, but still talk about like health. I mean, I'm, I was raised on 
as a vegetarian, I knew the word organic at the age of five, like, (laughs) so nutrition and like just living a healthy lifestyle is very important to me. And again, it is all connected. I mean, if we're feeling good about ourselves, like we're going to show up better in a relationship or whatever, you know? So yeah, just that got a lot of projects going on that I'm like, like, get out there. (laughs) I love this. I love it so much. And I definitely want to stay in touch with you and just support you in any of those launches and, um, exciting, exciting. Um, what's the best way? So obviously you're on Instagram. Is that the best way for people to connect with you? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. So at Chase Life with Kelly on Instagram, I do have a Facebook group. It's called the same thing, Chase Life with Kelly. Um, And then, um, so it's private, like women only community. And then my, I guess my website too, Chase Life Together. I'm updating it right now, just since I'm transitioning some things, but yeah, Instagram's the best. Um, I do repurpose some videos on TikTok or sometimes I'll get on TikTok, but it's not like where I hang out. It's just more or less like another little thing, another side thing that I'm just doing. (laughs) Girl, I'm I'm with you. I just like, I, yeah, I haven't got onto TikTok yet. I'm trying, like I'll take some of the Instagram stuff, put it on there, but I haven't gotten immersed in the TikTok world. It makes me feel old. I'm like, I just can't quite, I can't do the dances. I can't quite get there. Maybe someday, but yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, my last question for you is just um, something I ask every guest. And that is if you were walking down the street and random person comes up to you and they ask you for your best life advice right now. Mm -hmm. So just currently, it doesn't have to be of all time, but what would you say to that person? Yeah. Um, I, I feel like it has become my life advice. Um, every opportunity creates another opportunity. So beautiful if you're hung up on a boy, you're not creating space for a new opportunity to come in. Yes. <laughs> Everyone's <laughs> sending their, their, just think about all the opportunities that you're missing when you're holding on to things. So whether that's a job, a friend, whatever. So there's so many other opportunities that are going to lead you to another opportunity in life. Yeah. The mm-hmm. audience is sending their breakup texts right now. Right now. Like, Get I'm on it, girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. But Kelly, thank you so much. This has been such uh-huh. a great conversation. I really appreciate this time with you. Me too. Thank you for having me. And thanks to all your listeners. Thank you. Absolutely. Okay, guys, make sure you go connect with her at Chase Life with Kelly on Instagram. And of course, you know, we are wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. We'll talk to you soon. You guys, thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate each and every one of you. The best way that you can thank me is by sharing this episode on Instagram, Facebook, and making sure that you tag me at Dr. Morgan Coaching. And it would really mean the world to me if you took just two minutes to leave me a five-star review on iTunes. This podcast is not free to produce. And the more that you help this little show grow, the more people will have access to this valuable information. So until next time, I'm wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. Thank you for being part of this community.